0: because uh, we want to make sure we have enough time for it. I know our next speaker, John Chen, has some very special things for you. And uh, I don't want you to miss any of that. So, uh, John, let me see if I can bring you on. And I want to pass it over to you as we talk about another really important topic, psychological safety. Very interesting. I'm excited to learn more.
1: Let's see here. Yeah. Hey, Liz, how are you?
0: I am doing well. How
1: are you? Thank you so much. Tuning in from Seattle, Washington. Thank you, Liz, uh, having taxi Talk here. So today, uh, thank you, Dia. John is the bomb.com. Thank you so much. Um, one of the things we'd love to do, too, here, uh, I love the last talk. And uh, just to everyone, you know, the topic is this. Ten quick tips to um, make your attendees feel comfortable so you know one if we're not going to take a break let's just do this all of you here and all of you who are listening thank you all for everyone who's tuning in live just take a moment ready and inhale and exhale and i'm just glad that you're here with us and and do us a favor here too because i've already seen some of the people here chatting which is Chat something that, that you do to make your attendees feel comfortable on a virtual meeting. So we'd love to see the chat uh, blow up a little bit here. Uh, speaking of which too, I'm actually gonna give you a handout for this. Megan Powers played his own walk on music. Thank you so much. And um, I'm gonna give you the, the 10 tips here. And 10 quick tips again to make your attendees feel comfortable. There is a link there so you can uh, download that and uh, follow along with me. And so with that, One of the top things is, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Google, thank you Google for being here just a second ago too, and I didn't know about that project, is that Google did amazing amount of research for a project called Aristotle. That's right, Aristotle. And it was around team building, which is why I'm interested, that's what I do, is that I spend most of my time doing team building. And they look for the top uh, factors for teams that were uh, the highest performing teams, and they're radically different teams. Sometimes those teams, Uh, are like to the schedule. They uh, make all their milestones and they ship on time. And then there's the other teams, which are a little bit crazy, the little wild look like they're gonna crash into a wall. And at the end they produce a miracle at the end. And so out of that, they came all this research and they said, what do they have in common? Is it the manager, the composition of the team, the equipment we give them, the, you know, the place that we put them. And it turned out to be none of those things, you know, uh, the five things that they came up with this were impact, meaning, structure and clarity, dependability, and of course, psychological safety. And I found this fascinating in terms of team building that psychological safety was the number one thing that would be the indicator of a high performing team. And then as I spent my last two years in pandemic on virtual, I really felt this was one of the secrets to things such as people participating, such as hitting the chat. Thank you, Roxanne, aloha to you too. Sharon says I welcome them by name. Uh, Look, so some of you already have my tips, which I'm excited about. And uh, it's, it's the psychological safety where team members feel safe to take risks and be vulnerable in front of each other. This is what allowed people to chat, sometimes unmute and sometimes actually Turn their cameras on. What what a miracle! Speaking of turning their cameras on, let's uh, hang out with our good friend Dia. Hey, Dia, how are you? Hey, can you hear me? All right. Oh, beautiful as always.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you, John. You are the rock star.
1: Well, thank you, Dia. Dia, and also got me onto a uh, uh, invited me to a meeting yesterday. She couldn't even attend because, by the way, she was working the polls. If you haven't voted. Well, it's too late, but you should have voted. All right, so, <laughs> but Dia was working the polls yesterday. Dia, tell us what you know, or, or you have any great examples. How do you build psychological safety in your virtual meetings?
2: It is important, as you pointed out, it has to do, and I love everything that's already been said, Naomi, I just have to, we have to connect and we will. And uh, belonging, I am, you know, I've got a book coming out about belonging because, It is basic to our human needs to feel like we belong. And if we don't feel like we're connected and we belong to people, then we we're not able to be vulnerable. So you have to make that connection. And everybody in here or everybody listening, I'm sure has heard people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Well, it is absolutely truth. People want to know that you care about them. So one quick conversation tip, when you're meeting someone or talking with someone, ooh, wait, listen. And I love this idea that I discovered and you may already know this as well, but it never hurts to remember. If you take the letters of listen and rearrange the same letters, it spells silent. So as you're listening, you're not thinking about what you're going to say next. You're not living in the past or the future. You're being present. And when you can listen intently to someone, you can connect with them. And then you can share content with someone. They feel comfortable because they feel safe you've given them a safe environment and you can do that online as well if you want to have the audience interact in the chat start with simple questions and then note if they put a comment in the chat back to you john Um, i hope i haven't said too much or talked too long
1: Thank you, Dia. I was just seeing if I could change the headphones and now my headphones are not cooperating. But anyways, it sounds perfect. Thank you so much Dia, too. And I think what you really came about here too is that I'm gonna again share 10 tips here and the 10 tips are in this beautiful acronym called Captain Win, right? Captain Win, The e every letter stands for something. And the first one here that you got to do in the pre-show was connection before content. Peter Block said this uh, amazing quote and he said, without relatedness, no work can occur. Dia, can you just share the story that just happened in the green room here?
2: on oh. <laughs> I made a comment in the green room in the chat and Naomi said, oh, wait, let's connect. And because I made a comment about her content and I related to it. So now we're going to connect because we found a common ground.
1: And speaking of connect, by the way, Phil Merrison said, uh, good to see you, Dia. <laughs> hey, Phil. Excellent. Thank you, Dia. You know, the next one that we have here too is that the connection before content, easy tips for you is in a virtual meeting is either start your meeting early and allow to have time for those who uh, come in early to have time to connect with each other, no agenda, right? Can talk about all the non-work related things. Or if your schedule's busy, start your meeting, but allocate the first three to five minutes. And instead of saying things like, dear, let's just wait a minute for all those other people to log on. Cause what does that tell all the other people who are early? why am I here why am I here yeah so reward the people here early and to say let's talk about let's re- you know reconnect in the first three to five minutes and we'll get going
2: so what what I do I'm a sergeant at arms with Toastmasters the group that you went to that I didn't get to go to I uh, open the meeting early I've got music playing and I say tell me who has something good to say what happened good today what happened good this week? share with us, and then we can all celebrate. So you start off your meeting with, tell me something good. It sets the tone and it gives people a, a feeling of inclusion in the conversation. If they hear other people and they get to celebrate with other people, which gives them part feeling of celebration as well.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Dia. Dia gets to stay out here for just a few more minutes, Um, which we get into the A. The A in Captain Wynn is for air traffic control. So when you get all your friends in here, like I got my good friend, Joe Welch, the Will Ferry is here. Hey Joe, how was it going? She's checking Mike here it too. It is
3: fantastic. Welcome and good morning, afternoon, evening to everybody around. My name is Joe Welch, nice to meet you
1: all. Perfect, my other friend is here, Josh. Josh is here too. Hey, Josh, Mr. Josh Javelberg is here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and Josh is uh expert in gamification, uh got a, his one of those PhD things going on so forth and so on. So uh, Josh, how are you doing today?
4: I'm I'm doing well. Just uh, you know, still recapping your conference. So it was a that was one of the main things I've been working on lately.
1: We are crushing some analytics on my conference the engaging virtual meetings conference 3.0. Good stats. Good stats. So yeah, so what I'm showing here is an example of air traffic control. You can have multiple people on instead of all of us talking at the same time. As the host of the meeting, one of the goals is that you'll find that your meeting will go uh, better, faster, probably do more things. If you just have somebody um, uh, help with air traffic control, which is who's gonna go next. So by the host of the meeting is to really help and direct that. Although I gave this great example yesterday, you know, like if I'm the host and I just stop talking and I give no direction, then someone else might chime in. Only if you're a great host like that. But otherwise the, the meeting is really awkward when you really don't know where to go next. And so simple things too that help on virtual is also when you're done is to you know give a cue back to so the host to let you know when you're done because uh, not everybody is clear about it. So things like, okay, and back to you, John. So small things like that are air traffic control. Although I do have to admit, I, I have a new goal. And a new goal is to actually lose control of the meeting and have everyone talk at the same time. Like right now on top of you as you're trying to talk. You mean
3: just like start talking because no, you know, I have really, And that so, really, no, I mean, you know, to really identify that Keep going like this. Because it's really
1: okay. And so, the reason why I want that is because then I actually know the psychological safety of the meeting is so safe. Everybody feels like they feel uh, okay to talk at the same time. And, um, it also means that I have a topic that has a lot of energy around it. So, so it is a goal, and sometimes I'll let it go on, and most people will resolve it themselves. But that is one of my other side goals. Excellent. So, speaking of which, you know participation. So now, Joe is actually skilled in a bunch of other things. Not only she uh, is an advocate for the welfare; she authored a book, um, but she is also an American Sign Language interpreter. So, Joe, if you mind, for our friends who are um, uh, who might uh recognize American Sign Language, could you just do something like say hello to them? Excellent. Thank you so much, Joe. And This is another way to to find other ways to participate that makes the meeting feel comfortable. Again, we just talked with uh, neurodivergent crowds. You know, you need to think about inside your virtual meetings. Do you have additional needs? And is there a way you can feel those people feel comfortable so they're not struggling uh, to participate? You know, how can they participate with that? Um, thank you so much, Joe, with that. You know, the other part here too is that the other tip that I have uh, oh, sorry, Joe, do you have something you want to add?
3: Well, I, quickly, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of savvy people on this call, but something as simple as captions goes a long way. I know that the Zoom platform offers them, as long as you know that that people can access that, it's not the ideal way, it's not the only way, but it definitely is a great way to move forward and allow people to feel included. I would also say that, you know, sometimes we want that energy and, and hype, but not everybody processes that way. So even just making sure that there's some good turn taking and um, and so those are just two quick tips to think about our, our audience and making sure that they are welcome. The last one would be put a statement in your registration and know about someone's needs well at the beginning of the process. That already is going to cut down on a lot of the confusion and frustration that happens down the way.
1: Two great examples, one is happening today, Zoomtopia, as well as Envision run by Microsoft, is a program that has buttons where you can actually get uh, American Sign Language. Zoom recently did add a feature now to add it natively, uh, where American Sign Language is a resizable window. Uh, So I think it gives a lot more options. In addition to that, the program was interpreted language-wise, as well as captioned into over 14 languages. And So those are other things. I've worked actually on an eight-language Zoom uh, today, uh, to, I, I've worked on an eight language Zoom virtual meeting and that's another way to get and grow the audience that you can participate. You know, Josh Josh is crafty though. Josh is one of my most craftiest friends. Josh, do you know who MacGyver is?
4: Absolutely, it's kind of how I have to operate most of the time.
1: <laughs> so you're running gamification with organizations sometimes who don't have enormous budgets or massive resources. Sometimes. <laughs> so one of the ways to make, feel, make people One of the ways to help virtual attendees feel comfortable is to just be a host so that you always know there is a way so i mean even us after two years sometimes our mics don't work sometimes our you know the speakers don't work whatever it can happen but that there's always a way so josh i don't know if you have some crafty things that you've done in the past year or two uh and trying to help you know attendees or yourself participate in a meeting
4: um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly looking at tools and things to, to come up. I mean, trying to get participation in general and increase engagement.
1: Oh, <laughs> some Wait, to increase engagement, I, I took you off stage. Sorry, go That's
4: ahead. Fine. So, we, we developed apps uh, that are, are like um, just using AppSheet or some other, other things to kind of get people engaged in different ways and into thinking about the um, uh, other spaces. I mean, just just for your event, we, we looked at how to how the engagement took place, but we just used the the chat logs and and uh, and Excel, trying to you know clean up some data and deal with things like that. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of ways you can you can, uh, I mean, it depends on what the problem is. You can always find something that's free or easy to sol- solve it. I mean, and even just doing this presentation, I mean, you you explained some great software like uh, OBS to to you know extends your your reach and what you're doing and make it more engaging which was also free and easy to use and you know coming up with a, a presentation it might be you know a mix of a whole bunch of different little apps to make it work the way you want it to so it's just a matter of like thinking ahead of time figuring out what uh swiss army knife you have available and then kind of putting it all together
1: excellent thank you so much josh uh, one of the other things that comes in here, having that MacGyver attitude is a way to make people feel comfortable. And the next way is this. It sounds simple, but it's acknowledgement. And uh, I'd love to bring up uh, Liz here. Liz, uh, I just want to say hi, and I want to say thank you. I know that you've been running Techsy Talk for years. You and I have been friends in the meetings industry, and that you've really also contributed heavily in the virtual space. I just want to say thank you. All right, and thank you again for this, this opportunity um, you know, acknowledgement is such a simple gesture that can have such a, a powerful result. And what I always say is that, you know, if you acknowledge the people doing things that you want them to do, such as participate, that you'll get more of it. Liz, do you have, uh, anything that you want to add? Like how, how has acknowledgement been a win for you at Taxi Talk?
0: I mean, I think it's so important and as first of all, thank you for all that you have done for virtual meetings and for participating today. But I think it, it, especially in a community, it's really important for people to feel like they're a part of something and that they're, people notice that they participate and that they're there. Um, one of the phrases that I really like that I try to use frequently, meaningfully though, is I really appreciate you. Um, whether that's, an event staff at an event or someone I'm exchanging emails with very thankful and showing that gratitude, especially in this month, um, I think is very important. So I'm, I'm glad that you added that to your
1: captain win. Thank you so much, Liz. Let's bring up Joe and Josh. Feel free to give a quick thanks to Liz. Let's have Joe go first.
3: Liz, you're amazing. This is such a great space, and and I want to just thank you for holding this vacant space and making sure that we're continuing to stay on on the on time and ahead of the game, making sure that everybody is included. So thank you for having me today.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Joe. How about you, Josh?
4: Yeah, again, thank you for uh, for engaging this space. I really, really, it's my first time in here, and it's uh, I'm already learning a lot and and it's engaging a lot with uh, obviously being pulled up. So, um, but yes, this is, this is
1: wonderful and keep up the good work.
0: Hope to see more of you.
1: <laughs> Thanks again, Liz. And keep highlighting all those chats from our amazing people who are online. We appreciate that. Yeah, you know, let me just check this. Oh, Megan, <laughs> words of affirmation, my top love language. Okay, Joe or Josh, have you ever asked a question and got no reply? Like all the time? Not Not
3: <laughs> Josh, but I definitely have.
1: <laughs> uh, Joe, do you want to do you want to go ahead? And, let's ask the the virtual audience a question, right? Let's ask them and see if they a question. But I would love to hear the question, like the way you asked it, and and the way that you got no response. So go ahead if you don't mind.
3: Oh my gosh, on the fly. Um... Well, I'll, I'll take it to the will fairy. So oftentimes I ask people if they have a, a current and updated will and especially when people are not feeling. So if you don't mind putting in the chat, just uh, whether or not, I think this might actually get engagement here because the audience is so amazing. But at the time when people didn't want to contribute and they didn't want to you know, admit what was going on. So I will ask the question, do you have a current and updated will? Please say yes or no in the chat. <laughs> Oh, some crickets.
1: <laughs> okay, we don't have any replies yet online, but you know, there's also the delay. Uh, Liz says yes. Oh, that's good. Megan says no. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes. Yeah, side note is that one of my uh, my my mom who passed away a few years ago. Uh, the the uh, at her memorial, one of the leaders said. Oh, your mom was a leader. And I'm like, what? What is she, What is he talking about? And he goes, because she actually had all her affairs taken care of. And it turns out that it's only one in four, less than 25%. Need to update That's me.
3: one in four in majority culture. When you look at the disability community, people of color, marginalized communities, it, get, it goes down to one in nine, one in 10.
1: Well, Josh, you think then, of a question here too, because one of the things that I discovered over this past year is what I call the invitation. And the invitation says this. The way you ask your question either increases or decreases the odds of people answering it. Uh, and so, what? Here are some quick tips. Of course, create a question that people can answer, right? Not like you know some theoretical something. Another too hard. Um, then tell people specifically how to participate. In this case, it's easy. It's like Zoom chat, right, or a private chat here. Um, but in, in um, Give choices too. So especially with your live audience, right? Raise your physical hand or your virtual hand, something that's gonna help include everybody and then just get comfortable with the silence. So Josh, using some of these tips, could you ask another question to this audience here, both live and in-person, right? Our, our, we have a green room here too.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like to say, you know, can you define gamification for me? And asking that would be just take forever for them to chat and you're just gonna sit there and wait, but you know, if I ask something like, uh, "Is engagement is is a game? Can does gamification have to be fun?" And then raise your hand if you think it is, or answer in the chat. And hopefully, people can answer quickly. So, does
1: yeah, gamification has to be fun. Liz says yes. Excellent. Thank you so much, Josh and Joe. You know, one of the, the key pieces here is that when you ask this question, I found this because I was working with facilitators for breakout rooms, and he was asking a question like this, right? So is this point important to you? Oh, no? Okay, great. Then we're just going to move on. And even though people were thinking about the answer, uh, he, he cut them off and then it just trains attendees to be lazy, and then they become uncomfortable and then they didn't answer. You know, we have a few others here that we just really want to share. The next one is the creation of what we call the no sorry zone, right? So if you've actually seen somebody uh, come in here and say sorry a lot, we have something called the no sorry zone that we've created and was invented in April of 2022, I'm sorry, April, 2020, when we just got sick of people saying sorry about things they had no control over their dogs, their children, the blower next door the lawnmower. And so we created the no, no sorry zone. And what it was goal was, was to bring the level of anxiety down, right? Take a moment to remember. Uh, April of 2020 right? and the anxiety was way up here. And just to come here, if we're going to do something productive on this meeting, is to get people to feel comfortable, bring that anxiety down and bring the no-sorry zone here. All right, The next one of course is welcoming. Uh, the W in Captain Wynn is welcoming. Is I have this great theory now, which is the first five minutes of your virtual meeting are the most important. Has anybody ever seen this? You go to log into a meeting, all right, it's one minute to the meeting, it's a very important meeting, maybe has a very important speaker and you see this, this is my new death knell that I know that the meeting is gonna be bad. Uh, and so the way that you welcome and the, think about how you host that first five minutes, whether it's welcoming, telling people hello when you come on, maybe music, maybe a slide oriented them to where they are, that is really important. Uh, the next key here is make your meetings impactful. Is there something that you can do? You know, I hope each of you actually take a moment now, if you can, hit the chat, and if there's one tip or something that came here that either reinforces something you know or something new that you want to try, we would love to hear uh, hear that. And the last tip that we have here is names. So with names, you know, Chloe said uh, what I recently learned is that I changed my word to sorry to come off and be replaced with thank you, which helps you come from a stronger place as well. I think that's really key. You know, one of the pieces here is that I want to close with this, is that if you apply these 10 things, is that, you know, what this person said, it's not what you do, but it's how you feel. That's what I love the Texie Talk community so much for, is that we concentrate on the experience for them. And so I'd love to say thank you to my guests here, Joe and Josh and Dia, who had to run But I hope that you got at least one of these tips to help your people feel more comfortable in your next virtual meeting. Now let's bring the one and only, uh, here, wait, I have to say this for this as I bring on Liz, here we go, Liz. Thank you for attending the performance and a special thanks to all those who helped with the show. Now put your hands together for the one and only Liz Caruso.
0: You're so funny. (laughs) Now I want to go to Disney. I feel like I always hear those at Disney. Uh, John and Joe and Josh and Dia, thank you so much for joining and making not only giving us great tips, but making your session itself, of course, engaging because it's you, John Chen. You are the bomb, as they say.